I had been planning uh, for the month of January to, to put us into, month, into the text of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for a while. And the events of this week, right, we've, we've seen many. We've have, we have several in, inside of our church family that are sick right now. And uh, the rise of numbers and all these different things and kind of having to, uh, once again, uh, practice flexibility made me question if we should be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And if you're, we're going to read some of it, so spoiler alert, we're going to stay in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, but I had been wondering if, if this particular focus would be relevant or would it be worthy of our time in worship together. And as we responded and kind of thought through and prayed about how we can not only take care of those who are sick, take care of, of us as a church, be mindful of a community right here that wants to be together, I came to the realization that 1 Corinthians chapter 12 may be the most prevalent needed text during a time like this. And so I want to... Um, Look closely and deeply into 1 Corinthians chapter 12 this morning. Let me pick up in verse 12 for just a moment. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether we are Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. And even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, 1 Corinthians 12, and we're going to keep reading here in just a few moments, and I want to build out the context to which Paul writes a little bit this morning. But the, the message seems pretty clear for Paul. As he writes to a church in Corinth, he's writing to a congregation, to a community of Jesus believers, and he wants them to understand that their togetherness is not just important, it is vital to the mission, to the work of God's kingdom. And he wants them to start reframing, I believe, how they see themselves together. Don't just see yourselves together with one person, another person, this and together. You see yourselves as one when you are together. That the body... It becomes this wonderful analogy, this wonderful representation of not just what it looks like to be a part of Jesus Christ, but for God's people to be together in the name of Jesus Christ. And so, um, let me start building out some of these thoughts here this morning. We're going to keep reading uh, further into 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Go to this next slide for me. We often think of church this way. Um, now, this is, a, this is probably a little less for our three-and-a-half-year-old church because um, we don't have the building, right? You don't have the kind of the permanent address to kind of... But, but you typically think of church as several, many coming together, forming something, bringing something into, into a particular place, right? You have many that kind of make up what you might call the church or the congregation, you might, a particular address or building, however it may, you have many that make up the, the one place. But that's not what 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is talking about, right? That the Apostle Paul 
jumps into this, this conversation about togetherness and community, about, about communal togetherness in the name of Jesus Christ, about congregation, he doesn't see God's people gathered as many that make up a particular organization. He sees the many that make up one unified body, right? That this is not the representation. This is not the right visual for church. This is. This next one, there it is. It's the body. Now, God created our bodies. He created your body, and he created them with such precision and thoughtfulness and beauty that he has created our bodies to be made up of vastly different parts, but they function together as one. And so Paul leans on something that you and I can easily think about and know because we live with our bodies. We know that our toes are vastly different than our lungs, yet they are all very important. They all serve their own purpose and they all create something together, one body. And so Paul leans on this idea that we can go to very easily, very quickly, and we can see this, that it's not just, it's not many bodies that make up the church. It is the one body made up of the many parts or the many members that make the church. And so Paul wants us to see this, and I want us to see this. I want us to kind of lean into this, and there may not be a more prevalent message, I said, a text that is more relevant to a time that we are in when we find, you know, just about as, as many of us that are in this room are online right now, right? That we find ourselves, you know, discombobulated, like separated in many ways. Where it's important for us to know and to understand that when we are missing those that, that claim and, and show that this is home, this is their church home we're not just missing a person we're missing members we're missing parts the next slide of our body and again paul leans onto this uh, to this idea very easily because it's 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 a short distance for us to imagine right what would happen if i didn't have a leg if i was missing a finger an arm right? You've had back aches, right? You can go that far, right? You've, you've hurt, you've broken your arm, you've hurt your, your foot, something like this, and it weakens or it, it, it suffers the rest of the body. Whereas the first visual, that if we are just all different individuals, which we are, but if we're just different people, different bodies that make up a particular place, an organization, then we start seeing ourselves as well if we're missing some, if someone's not here, we can continue. But Paul wants to drive home an idea here, and we're going to see this in the text that follows. That if those that are a part of the body of Jesus Christ, the church to which Jesus established, the congregation and the community to which Jesus' people are a part of, that if they are missing, they are not just missing from the building, they are missing from the body. It's like functioning without a foot. It's functioning with a bad back. It's moving forward with the, the hindrance that comes with parts of your body that are not there anymore. And we often see church as people that make up an organization when we ought to see church as an organism, as a body, as a living, breathing, living organism that is made up of many parts and many members. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12 
verses 12 through 14, um, your NIV says parts. Now, that's not the word Paul uses. And I said this last week, but I think often when we read something uh, like 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, just, just as the body, though, is one, has many parts, all its many parts form one body, it becomes very mechanical. The, the word Paul is using is members, member. And that word is not even referring to membership into an organization. He is quite literally talking about a limb or an organ, a bodily organ, a bodily limb. That Paul uses this analogy and he leans into it. And he wants you to understand that he's not just talking about an organization that's made up of different parts. You have, you have uh, organizations that have certain leaders and positions and you have these different kinds of things. He's talking about the bodily limbs to which you are familiar with, that you understand. That the church is not an organization made up of different ministries and parts of people doing these different kinds of service, though all that's a part of it, but it's all made in an organism, not an organization. That he's using the word member, and so it's not just parts, it's many members, it's many limbs, it's many bodily organs that form one body just as it is with Christ. 34 times in your New Testament, you will find this particular word, this particular word, melos, in, in your New Testament. Most of the time, you're going to find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and in Romans 6 and 12 most of the time, but it's scattered throughout Romans. You'll find it in other places, but 34 different times that this word is used, and every time that at least I can think of and that I have read over the last several days in particular, it's not hyperbole. It's used in a literal, spiritual, direct, straightforward sense. And the idea is not that you have this idea of a body of God's people, but you have a spiritual, straightforward thought of understanding of how God's church is built. It is built with organs. It is built with limbs. It is built as an organism that is supposed to function. It is intended to function as a body functions for you every single day. Where parts of it aren't even thought about. Like you breathe and get up and have a certain routine. And there's parts that you take care of. There are parts that do certain things while other parts do other things. There are internals and externals to your limbs and to your organism. And the members and the body of, the, of, of Jesus' church move in these kinds of ways. And being a member of a church community is that important for Paul. He reminds the, the, the people in Corinth and he reminds the church today that it is important that you understand that you're not a part of an organization, but an organism. And so we celebrate families and people that come to Heritage because we want this, we strive for this, not to be just another church, but to be God's organism, His community, His place. We don't just want bodies to fill a building, and especially a building at 4900 North Broadway that we plan and pray to hope to build in the near future, but we want to build a body that functions and moves in the name of Jesus Christ, where the limbs and the organs come together in His name for His purpose. We're not filling that building, we're building a body. We are 
identifying those limbs and organs, the people that belong to this community. And so, very practically, for just a moment, just self-thought, who's missing? Who have you noticed that hasn't been around? Who's not here this morning in particular? Someone you haven't seen in a while because you're not just missing a family or a person, you're missing a foot and a hand, right? A shoulder's missing. Who is not here that you haven't seen? And we have to pay attention to it because one of the most practical things that we can do to take care of our body is understand when our parts of our body are hurting or aching or even missing, right? That's why we pray for one another. That's why we take care of one another. That's why we take meals to one another. That's why we, we do all kinds of things because within this congregation, within this community, we don't see ourselves as individuals. We see ourselves as a living, breathing organism in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's keep reading because Paul is going to build this idea out even more. Pick up in verse 15 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, if the foot should say, eh, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it's not for that reason going to stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, eh, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. Now, if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Verse 18, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every single one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts or many members, but one body. Now, we're going to keep reading. I want to read the, through verse 27 in just a second, but I think it's worth stopping here for just a moment. We'll stay right here for just a minute. There is a disease in God's church. This is my observation, my experience as a minister, and it's not just a part of a heritage, but God's church. There's the eye disease. Not the E-Y-E, but the eye. Is that when we begin to see things from an eye perspective, that eye begins to infiltrate how we not only function, but how we serve and move and carry out the mission of Jesus Christ. Now, this is for you. I do not want to know. But how many times have you said something like, I don't like that message? Oh, I don't like that preacher. Oh, I don't like those songs. Oh, I wish they would do this. Oh, I prefer these kinds of things. What kinds of eyes have you uttered before? I don't enjoy these chairs I'm sitting in right now, right? Oh, I don't. Oh, I wish. I prefer. You see, I infiltrates and it works through like yeast that Stephen talked about with our children. It begins to go through the body of Christ and it begins to cut off other parts of the body. This is what Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 15 through 20 in particular. The eye disease. See, when we start thinking of eye, you know what we do is we cut off other people, let alone limbs, bodily organs of the church. When it's about me, when it's about what I desire, 
I cut off relationships because it's about being right. It's about being preferred. It's about fulfilling your desires as you see them. And it's about you being more vital and more right and more important than any other eyes there may be. So Paul says, you know, if the eye were to say, or if the ear were to say, hey, I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it doesn't stop being an ear, right? Right? The parts of the body all work together as God has created them. And if we start saying, well, you know what? I don't like what they do. I'm not prefer- I, don't, you know, I don't agree with this and this. The eye disease begins to cut us off and we stop seeing what's, what's most important about your body. Togetherness. Holistic approach. Caring for one another. You know what? I am sick and tired of having to send emails about masks. I am. Tired of it. It's been a long time, and I'm tired of sending those things. But you know what? If it means that we take care of one another, the idea is not for me or you or anyone to be right. It's about us taking care of one another. It's about caring for those that you come into worship with. Because the one thing we do not want to lose ever again is the opportunity for us to worship in His name, to be together in His name. And if I'm going to be about me or the I, then the I is going to say, you know what, I don't like that. I don't agree with that. I think that's dumb. I don't want that. And then we start cutting off opportunity for opportunity to care for other people. We lose the benefit of the church when the eye disease starts to infiltrate. When we start saying, I don't like that. I don't want that. Um, I, let's, go, go to this, let's go to this next picture. Let's think of it this way. Here's another way of thinking about this. Uh, treehouse. The closest I ever got to having a treehouse as a child is our house backed up to a creek where I, where I grew up. And the closest I ever got to having a treehouse was building a fort inside of, down in the creek. And so me and a neighbor friend, um, we had built this, this fort. And I'm sure if I ever was as an adult able to go back and look at it, it would probably be pretty pitiful. But, you know, when you're seven, eight, you're nine, it was, it was ginormous. It was wonderful, right? It was our place. And as kids, uh, my, my neighbor friend and I, we built this fort. It was the closest thing we ever got to a treehouse. And we built it, and it was ours. And guess what? If you weren't invited, you weren't allowed in, right? It was an exclusive, very exclusive creek fort, right? Is that we decided who was worthy. And most of the time, whoever got to go into our creek fort was based on whatever game we were playing at the time, right? Like if we needed them, if we were doing this, if this was going on, then you'd be invited in. And so what we do is, with part of the eye disease as well, start seeing church as a treehouse, as a creek fort. I couldn't find a picture of a creek fort, by the way, or I would have put that up here. Because that can turn that way, right? Some of you have had treehouses, right? You don't just let anybody up in your treehouse, right, into your clubhouse, right? There's invitation to it. And so church now becomes invitation because you know what? We want people who think like us, look like us, act like us, do things like us, agree with us. 
where we have started to take this idea that agreement is more important than diversity inside the body of church. Is your body made up of just an eye or a leg, an arm? No, Paul says. It wouldn't be a body if it just had an eye. Where would the smell be? The hearing be? How would you walk? How would these things function? No, the body, the bodily organism of your body is made up of members, limbs, different from one another. And all are invited into that and it's not exclusive. Here's another visual to think about this for just a moment. Cruise ships are awesome when you don't have COVID, I would assume, right? Because everything is there on the cruise ship. If you've never been on a cruise, um, when I say everything, I mean everything, right? If you're hungry at 1 a.m., go get a burger, right? If you're bored, go to a show, right? If you want to go on an adventure, just wait till the next port, right? If you want to, I, I, there's ice skating on ships now, right? Like there's, there's all kinds of nonsense. And the cruise ship is built for you to be contained with not only entertainment, but everything you could possibly ever desire or need and for a week's trip, right? It's all there. And if we start thinking of church as a cruise ship, well, you feed me, you take care of me. Where's my entertainment, you know? All right, some of you, you know, the eye disease would say, I don't like Travis's preaching. It's not entertaining enough for me, or whatever it may be, right? I'm the easy target for this, right? As we begin to see church as a cruise ship, if it doesn't have what I want, right? Well, this one doesn't have Disney characters, so I'm not going to go on that one, right? right? If it doesn't have certain things, we're going to find another cruise ship, then other ports, other places, other parts of the world, wherever it may go. We start seeing church with the eye that it's going to take care of me. It becomes exclusive to what I desire, to what I want. It becomes what I believe it looks like, and we take out the idea, we take out the truth. We cut off the head of what it looks like to be a moving, living organism for Jesus Christ. But let's keep reading. Verses 21 through 27. Paul continues. The eye, we've heard something similar already. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary. What is Paul's idea to this? How do we see? How do we pull away or, or work on the eye disease, as I call it? Verse 22, on the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Let me read that part one more time. But that its parts or its members, that's the word melos that he uses there, should have equal concern for each other. Verse 26. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you 
is a part of it. You see, when we start to reframe what it means to be a member of a church, and I think it's biblical, I think it's important, and I think it's vital that God's children are members of a community. Because membership is not exclusive, exclusivity. Membership isn't to get onto a cruise ship, to be invited into the clubhouse. Membership is to be a part of an organism that seeks something greater than the I or the me. It seeks to be a part of the body that is Jesus, Jesus Christ. Excuse me. Um, you know what one of the greatest, here, here's, some of my, here's some of my thoughts as I start to wind this down. Um, we talked a little bit last week about uh, resolutions and goals for the year. Um, a lot of my thoughts, and in particular as I've studied and been paying attention to 1 Corinthians 12 with a little more intensity for, for this message series and thinking about the new year ahead, we got new leadership and our elders, and we're, we're, we're going to have an update here in a few minutes on our, our building. Um, what, is, what are the next steps? Where, what's going on there with the property that we own at 4900 North Broadway? What's next for that? Um, you know, all these different things. I think one of the greatest challenges that this church, this congregation, this community, this organism is going to face in 2022 is ensuring that every member, every organ is plugged into ministry, into service. As we have grown, as we celebrated last week, 22 families in two years, that's a pandemic, those are pandemic two years, as we have celebrated new families coming along to this congregation and to this community, one of the things that we're going to have to pay attention to, and it's not just my job, and it's not just your job, it is our job, it is the body's job, we have to pay attention to what it looks like and what does it mean to make sure that the big toe on the left foot is plugged in just like the right ear of, a, of this body. What does it mean for us to explore new ministries and new service opportunities? What does it mean to plug in our gifts and our talents as individuals, as people individually built by God himself with different gifts and different passions and different visions and different ways of living life and different backgrounds? What does it mean to embrace the differences of this church and to, and to work towards bringing people together in ministry and service. And how do we create that? How do we move forward in that? This is a great challenge, I believe, that is ahead for this church in 2022. The many members finding the many meaningful ways to minister and serve as God's people in 2022. New growth with new opportunities comes new struggles. We don't just need to recognize those that we haven't seen. We need to recognize the opportunities for this organism to be a living, breathing, vibrant, moving body of Jesus Christ. And that means every bit, every part, every organ 
ought to be moving together. And there's a couple things here that I want to leave us with as a way of invitation. A couple things I want to point out about 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First, this body. Now you are the body of Christ. You are a member of Christ. And each one of you is a member of it. Comes with two things in particular. We share a common source. If you back up to the first part of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and if you keep moving on into 1 Corinthians chapter 13 in particular, you will find that there is a common source for every member of God's body, of Jesus' church. Same Spirit, same Lord, Paul ta- uh, same Lord and God that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, particularly verses 4 through 6. Talks about how we are all baptized in one spirit through one God. He talks about at the beginning of this particular chapter of how Jesus is Lord and is that same spirit that now infiltrates the body of Jesus Christ, the body of God's church, that the source of who we are, whether you are a toe or an ear, a leg or an arm, whether you are a lung or a heart, whether you are, it doesn't matter, whatever bodily organ you may be within this organism that is Jesus' church, we share the common source of Christ himself. Community is built around a common factor, a common attribute, and that common factor and attribute is Jesus Christ, period. Secondly, we share a common aim, a common aim. Now, there is one spirit, one Lord, one God, one Jesus, one baptism that Paul talks about. But Paul also talks about within the diversity of the body, within the the differences of the body, there is a common aim of what is to come, that we work together, our foot's not in mutiny against the rest of the body, that we take care of one another, that we understand that sometimes we'll pull a hammy and we got to nurse it, right? we got to take care of it. That as we struggle, we have an aim that God's spirit, God's baptism, Jesus Christ himself, the common attribute himself, will move us together towards the aim of his ministry and his works. That's why it's important for us to find ways for every member of this community to be in ministry and service, to use their gifts and their talents to to the way God has built them. The many make up the one. Let us not shy away from diversity. So, the body becomes the image, the visual to which we need to embrace and hold on to and move forward with. Because inside of that body are members. It's each and every one of us. There's different pictures, different... We'll get there. Different thoughts, right? Different people that we make up. You are a part of something that is beyond an organization. This isn't just an experiment to see if we can make something work up here. This is the calling in the community to which Jesus Christ has put together. And this is Jesus' body. And just as Jesus' body is made up of different members and different parts, and it has a great diversity because God has created your body with great precision and beauty, God has built his church the same way, and we ought to embrace that. 
I'm going to make myself available this morning right down, uh, right up front here. One of our elders, David Kern, is going to make himself available in the back of the cafeteria during the singing of our last song this morning. You're invited to respond to God's word. I know most of you are going to stay right where you are. And if you're at home, you have no choice but to stay right where you are. But I'm inviting you to respond to God's word. What does it mean for you? Begin to wrestle with the idea of what it means for you to be an active, living, contributing member of God's church. Let's stand together.